Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Truth is, I really can't give away that information for free all the time. I thought they were asking whether they should leave their wife. That too. Well, go to my bookie. Check it out. They'll give you lines on all games. You can bet any sport. It's wonderful. You don't need me to talk to you. The Greek doesn't have to be in your ear all the time. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They're your best bet this season. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they will give you an additional $25 free play on any deposit over $100. You can use promo code MIZ25. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take advantage of this extra 25 bucks. You play, you win, you get paid. Take it from the Greek. My bookie is the way to go. Hey, Colin, Kentucky week. It is Kentucky week, and usually that wouldn't matter at all to me. But Kentucky's good this year. <laughs> well, it, it does matter, I guess, in this one. I think we've lost two fucking three years in a row to Kentucky. Yeah, I know. It's kind of kind of sucks. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That reminds it really me. Is. Have you, you think, seen? We, you know, we beat Kentucky in basketball once last year. Yeah, but we managed to lose to them in football. How the fuck does that work? It's a topsy turvy world we live in. Yep, cats marrying dogs. Who knows what's yeah. going on out there? Well, apparently TJ Moe is picking fights with Kentucky people for no reason. Well, Brendan, I don't know if you know this, but TJ Moe is a tremendous douche. Yeah, I've heard that said. Yeah. It's a midweek show, so I guess we're supposed to talk about this game. Yeah, I am uh, strangely optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's good. I think I, I don't just think we're going to win. I think we're going to fucking pound their asses. I, I would, really do. I would love it if we just crammed it up their assholes. I, I think we are. I mean, I, I I shouldn't think that. There's really no reason for me to think that. But I just, None I in the world. You know, things are clicking. Running yeah. game's good. We got two. We got three good backs. And yeah. Drew Locke is, yeah, they're ranked 14th, but they're still Kentucky, so there's a chance he'll play well. Colin, they're ranked 12th. Um, You've been cheating them out of two ranking spots. They're ranked 12th. Well, maybe I'm looking at the old ranking from, I think, in the old ranking before they won this weekend. But um, whatever, it's, they're six and one. They're top yeah. 15 they in the country. Alberto? Who knows? Yeah. You they know, do have a good I think defense. Defense is playing better. I, mean, yeah. I, I just, I think we're a better team than Kentucky. Yeah. Know? Their defense is good. I mean, I think that's what's helped them in games as much as anything, including Benny Snell. Yeah. Benny Snell's, hopefully he will hurt himself the way Memphis is running back did really oh, early. Good Lord. That's not nice. Well, not anything like really bad. I don't want him to like, you know, be paralyzed in wheelchair FDR style. I just mean like, you know, pulled hamstring, you know, keeps him out this week. I guess. Okay. That sounds better. <laughs> yeah. It does sound better to me. All right. Well, you and know, I will pray for it tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, Colin, there's become a bit of a tradition when we play Kentucky mm-hmm. every year. And that oh, is. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. What do you think I'm referring to? 
Colonel Harlan Sanders. That's right. Every year we dial up the good Colonel of the KFC fame. Colonel Sanders talks about his favorite, favorite football team. Of course, that is the Kentucky Wildcats. And uh, we're yeah. lucky enough to get him again this he week. He owns Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't feel like it's a coincidence, but he roots for the Kentucky Wildcats. No, it's not a stretch. No, yeah, I mean so, that's the reason we're having him on ultimately. Yeah, and we did get we got him this Kentucky year. Fan. <laughs> we got him this year. We got Caleb the Greek. This is an action packed show. I'm not going to lie. You're getting your money's worth. You're getting your zero dollars money worth this week. We <laughs> we got Curtis Birch, who is the host of uh, all these sports programs in WLAP in Lexington, Kentucky, a Kentucky sports expert, and uh, a special little treat, Colin. As you know, with Jonte Porter's injury, it's clear, obvious. Everybody knows that Missouri sports program is cursed, right? There is a dark, sure. dark magic curse on uh, the Tigers. That's just science, right? I mean, there's yeah. no other way of looking at it. And so yeah. I thought, you know, at the Mazzardcast, something we could do as a service to our Tigers that nobody else has thought of or is willing to do, which is to, uh, just to hire a witch to uh, reverse the curse, you know, do something scientific, logical, practical to take care of these problems we've been facing ever since the north end zone was uh, built over an Indian burial ground. Yeah, well, you know, Brennan, this is how Mazadcast goes down in the annals of history. We're going to be the reason this curse ends, you know, whether it's uh, Kelly Thames or the north end zone stuff or, you know, whatever. Well, all of it, it's obviously a curse. It's, it's some sort of black, dark magic. And you calling this witch and lifting this curse will will be what we're remembered for at Mizzou. It's the most ultimately. important thing I've ever done. I, I, I'm honestly thinking at some point there's going to be a, a, a building at Mizzou called Mazadcast Hall. Sure. Because of what we've done. I imagine uh, if there is a Department of Fecal Studies, that would be appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's us. <laughs> yeah, so we got Caleb the Greek, we've got Colonel Sanders, we got Curtis Birch from uh, WLAP, and we uh, we spoke to a witch to uh, reverse the curse. I don't know what else the fans could want about this midweek show. I mean, shit. I don't either. So, I don't either. Why don't we get into We're it? We're delivering. Yeah, we are. We're giving as good as we get. So why don't we get into it now? All right. M-I-Z. D-O-U. Going to throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson. And he's gone. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazad Cat. Joining us now is Curtis Birch, a host and producer at WLAP in Lexington, Kentucky, to talk about these Wildcats. Thanks for joining us, Curtis. Thanks for having me on. Kentucky in general, from our perspective, is every year, even though they've beaten Missouri the last couple of years, we keep hearing that Kentucky is on the verge, on the verge of turning a corner. And every year we don't see it until 2018. And this seems to be the year that Kentucky truly has turned a corner. And, of course, you know, you can't do that unless you have a star player, and they've got that in the form of Benny Snell. Kentucky's had some impressive games. They're coming into Missouri after a win over Vanderbilt. Uh, what's the attitude in Lexington about this Kentucky team this year? Um, depends on which side of the ball you want to discuss first. Offensively, lots of people are confused from a fan's perspective. I think the, the team isn't as confused 
from a defense perspective, I think everybody's on the same page and everybody is super excited. And in all honesty, when Mark Stoops was first hired at Kentucky, being the defensive coordinator coming from Florida State, where they had a bunch of awesome defenses, everybody thought Kentucky's going to be a great defense pretty soon. Took a little bit of time, but I think that's why, as you said, that the corner has been turned to a certain extent because that defense is legit. And they have, you talked about stars being Benny Snell's. I think the defense has a ton of stars as well. That's the big concern I think Missouri fans have is that uh, our our thing is our offense. We don't have that defense that you talk about in Kentucky, and we've sort of wilted under good defenses, and here Kentucky comes in uh, holding opponents to uh, these low scores. So you mentioned there are stars on this defense. Name a few. Tell us who we ought to look out for on Saturday. The biggest, the biggest star is Josh Allen. Um, when the midseason All-American Awards came out, he was on – Almost every list I saw in first team for a majority of them. He is the outside linebacker slash defensive end in Kentucky's three four scheme. And a lot of times you hear the the catch all. He can do it all. Josh Allen is a guy who actually fits that description. He rushes the the passer like nobody else. He's at the top or near the top of the SEC leading sacks. And on top of that, he has a bunch of pass breakups this year, so he's not rushing the quarterback every down. Sometimes he's dropping off in the coverage, and that makes what he's doing rushing the quarterback even more impressive. With Missouri having a good running attack and, uh, of course, Drew Locke in the passing attack, that's the kind of player that I think that gives us the most fits because uh, we are more balanced offense than we have been in years past. But when, you know, when you've got solid linebackers, those guys can, can read what we're going to do and can stifle us. So, I mean, that's a big concern for Missouri fans. But one thing we are interested in is what Kentucky is going to do on the offense because our whole team is built around sort of getting into shooting matches and outscoring teams. I mentioned Benny Snell earlier, but uh, one thing we've seen is that how little Kentucky relies on the passing game. What should we expect from the Wildcats on Saturday against a Missouri defense that has problems in a secondary, is weak against the pass, and is a lot stronger against the run. Outside of Benny Snell getting the ball about 20 times, 20 to 30, because that's what Kentucky wants to do, and I think that's what they're going to do. They've had success with it. They're going to continue to do that. But right now, from a quarterback standpoint, I don't think anybody knows. Maybe the coaching staff and teams has an idea, but from an outsider who covers the team, we don't know, and that kind of got taken to the next level this week when Mark Stoops said on his coaching show that they anticipate playing several quarterbacks this week. So, as you mentioned, the passing game has been an issue, and I always say this, that Terry Wilson isn't the best passer, but he rushes for yards. He had, I think, 80 to 90 against Vanderbilt, and that's a key component of the offense as well. But the backup, Gunner Hoke, is you know, thought to be a better passer. Obviously, we haven't seen him in a ton of games. He's, he's gotten a couple series and a couple of blowout wins for Kentucky earlier this season, but it's kind of tough to know exactly what that means in the full context of a game. So if he gets some series, I would anticipate some more passes being thrown around. The weird part about the whole situation is, as that quote indicated, it wasn't two, he said several. And then he also mentioned the third stringer, Danny Clark, who he's played one series since he's been at Kentucky. He's a sophomore, and he's a complete unknown. He apparently has a cannon for an arm and is a pretty physical guy and can run a little bit, but outside of that, we don't know a ton about him. So in the passing game, not 100% sure what the quarterback situation is going to be. They said they're going to start Terry Wilson. When he's in the game, I say definitely keep an eye out on his legs. 
from a receiving standpoint, the number one target is Lynn Bowden. They do a lot of things with him. He's one of those kind of, when a recruiting site probably had him out of high school, I believe he was classified as an athlete. His main position is a wide receiver, but he comes in motion a lot. They try to get to, to him a ton. He's, he's a playmaker. He's just a sophomore. He still, he came in late last season, um, and was kind of struggled in his freshman year, but now he's uh, the leading receiver on the team and they want to get it in his hands as much as possible. And then the other uh, big uh, target for Kentucky in the passing game is C.J. Conrad, the tight end, who, in most fans' opinion, has been underutilized. He's super, super talented, and he's a very good blocker, which aids in the run game. Kentucky comes into this game a seven-point underdog, and they're 6-1 and one on the season. How do you? What do you chalk that up to? Why do you think coming into Missouri they'd be an entire touchdown uh, dog? I don't particularly know. I guess the performance against Vanderbilt, underwhelming. And I mean, it was, it was a 14 to 7 win. Kentucky had to go on a late, a late drive in the fourth quarter to finish that game off. That was, the offense looked terrible, but as I mentioned, the defense had looked really good. There hadn't been any fluky wins for Kentucky this season. Uh, recently, they've, they've struggled to a certain extent on the offensive side of the ball at the end of the South Carolina game against A&M and then against Bandy. So I guess in the last, what would that be, 10 quarters overall, the offensive has really struggled, and that there was a loss on the road. So, I mean, if you want to factor in that this is only the third road game in theory for Terry Wilson as a SEC quarterback, you could throw that out there, but, you know, he went down in Gainesville and won. Right. And, I mean, there wasn't any – none of the games that Kentucky had have won have been fluky, and the one game they lost was an overtime game at Texas A&M. So, I think it's – it's got to be just the name on the jersey. I honestly can't really fathom outside of the offense and the name of Kentucky being a non-prominent football program why this team isn't getting a little bit more respect because I'm, I'm not saying that Kentucky should be favored, but a whole touchdown. And I earlier this week I saw it started out six, so it's gone up. That just that kind of seems crazy to me. And from if you're a fan of Kentucky, it's probably a good thing because the players feed off this, specifically Benny Snell, who just, he loves any kind of slight to him or his team. He just eats it up and uses it as fuel. Yeah, I think Missouri fans don't know what to make of that line either. I mean, granted, we are the home team. You're going to get a couple points in your favor there. But, I mean, we really don't know what to think about our own team. You know, the one thing you have to look at is we lost a very close game to South Carolina, a game that Missouri fans feel like we gave to South Carolina with a lot of mistakes. Kentucky had no problem with South Carolina and won that game easily. And, you know, we also have come off of a three game stretch where we played Georgia and Alabama as well as South Carolina and we lost all those games. And so, you know, we have a lot of question marks about our own team. So when we see a line like that and we know that Kentucky's coming in number 12 in the country, just not a game I'd want to bet on and take the Tigers, you know, it, it, with that kind of spread for sure. Anyway, that being said, what is your prediction on the weekend? How do you think the, uh, the game will play out? I just, I think the defense, I'm going to keep betting on the Kentucky defense until it proves me wrong. I think that this is by far their toughest obstacle so far in their season. I don't think anybody comes particularly close. Florida has, a, has had a pretty good offense. And I mean, now where you see them in the rankings, that's been kind of a crazy turnaround Dan Mullen's been able to do to this point. Um, but uh, Missouri's kind of on a different level. And I, when you're talking about the defense, you know, I failed to mention the secondary. And that's such a veteran group. They start really four seniors back there. And I'll run through those guys real quick because they're all kind of playmakers. And Derek Beatty and Chris Westry are the corners. And then 
Darius West and Mike Edwards are the two safeties. Uh, all those do, all those guys do is make plays. Uh, they've gotten interceptions this year. They've really done it all. So it's not a surprise, but I think that's the key area. You know, it's going to be Drew Locke against that secondary last season uh, when Missouri was probably coming in at one of their lowest points in the Lexington. I remember back to that game and everybody thought, all right, this will be a game where Kentucky will be able to get on track because at that point they had won games. They had been closer than they should have, get, should have been against inferior opponents. And when Missouri came in, and just throwing it all over the field. And that really, even though Kentucky got the win, people were still questioning the, the Stoops and the program, like, what the heck just happened? And, and to Mark Stoops' credit, after the game and even before the game, he told everybody that you know, Missouri was close to turning around. And then what did you guys – I don't even remember what you guys finished last year overall, but it was a, a big kind of winning streak as yeah. you won most year the end of the season games right we won them all other than the bowl game uh, yeah then yeah. the texas bowl yeah we, we won out yeah after that yeah yeah see so i mean march stoops and that was kind of he that's something he loves to loves to do to us because every time we'll, we'll question something he'll be like i told you guys about missouri why do you guys <laughs> ever question me right and so <laughs> this week he said similar things he's the two things that stood, stood out the most that he said about missouri was one that they are more physical uh than people think and he pointed out specifically the running game and how that has improved this season, as you said earlier. And then his other kind of uh, great quote was, he said, you would be a moron if you didn't think Missouri was a threat. And then he said, nobody in our building is taking Missouri for granted. So I think that um, the fact that they take them seriously, they're not overlooking them. And I don't know necessarily why you would o- overlook any conference opponent, but taking them seriously and you throw a little bit of fuel and that point spread that I'm sure the whole team is aware of. I think Kentucky's going to be able to to win in a tight one and slow down Missouri's offense just just enough. From the offensive side of the ball, I'm just going to bet on Benny Snell too. That's kind of my overlying thing. I'm going to keep keep believing in Kentucky's defense and Benny Snell, and Kentucky will just be able to to grind out a win in Columbia. Curtis Birch from WLAP in Lexington. Thank you so much for joining us and talking about the Wildcats. All right, thanks for having me. When you see a field where grass is blue And everything looks good to you You're in Kentucky sure as you're born When a million sunbeams light your way Says come on stranger won't you stay You're in Kentucky sure as you're born and here to join us, as always, is Caleb Bungart with his weekly picks on our segment, Caleb the Green, Pick of the Week. When you see that Vegas line, you want to make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls alike, they want to get them some of that. It's a bearded lady pleaser, it's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Caleb the Green, Caleb the Green. Caleb the Green, Caleb the Green. Caleb, how you doing this week? Good. Uh, just got a good back hair comb from my wife. Nasty. Got my pick sitting here, ready to go. Wow, you've been needing that. Yeah, I mean, it's been going pretty wild, and she really tamed it down this week. So Seriously, Caleb. Yeah. You guys are going to like the, the back hair mohawk I've got this week when I show up. Enough back hair talk, Caleb. Well, Colin's been complaining about those knots in his teeth. Oh, God, stop. Yeah, doesn't like it at all. I don't know what the big deal is. <laughs> it's a pussy. Yeah, we know that. All right, well, uh, who you got first? All right, we're going to bet 
on Purdue and Michigan State. Purdue, and Michigan State. And that is the, the same Purdue Mizzou beat and the same Purdue that just beat Ohio State. Yeah, what gives? They are a two-and-a-half-point dog against Michigan State. We're going to take Purdue. Oh, wow. So Purdue beats the number two team in the country and is a road dog the following week. They are to a Michigan State team that they're up and down, up and down, up and down. They lost Arizona State, lost Northwestern, but it's played other people good. But Purdue's offense is pretty ridiculous, so we're going to go Purdue. Phillips says Purdue giving up two points. The coin, which of course is a 2005 Kansas coin featuring the the image, of, as all Kansas coins do, of a prairie dog raping the corpse of a child. So heads will be Purdue, tails will be Michigan State. Michigan State. Excellent choice, Colin. Excellent choice. <laughs> All righty. What's up next? We're going to go to the SEC. We've got A&M visiting Mississippi State. A&M, three-point dog. Take A&M. A&M, you say. Uh, not a fan of what Mississippi State's doing as of last week, I remember, on the show. No, I think... I think on our last podcast, I pointed out that Mississippi State's quarterback had 14 yards last week. That's pathetic. And that's so, below average, no. correct? Yes, that's that's not what he's supposed to have. No. He's supposed to have that on one throw, not <laughs> like 25. Okay. He had as many interceptions as completions. Mississippi State's defense is good, but their offense is fucking terrible. All right, for the coin, heads will be Mississippi State, tails will be A&M. And the coin also likes Texas A&M. Easy choice. All right. We're in agreement there. Yeah. Okay. Big 12 time, Texas, Oklahoma State. Texas is going there, and they are a one-and-a-half point favorite on the opening line. Mm. Take Texas. Thank Texas has proved so far this year to be a damn good football team. It's not like the year where they beat Notre Dame and then proceeded to get beat the entire rest of the season. No, they've actually went ahead and beat people, beat Oklahoma soundly, and Oklahoma State is not a world beater, so that one and a half looked enticing. Even on the road, you think? Yes, even on the road. I think they can go to Stillwater and do it. Stillwater, more like Stillwater. Okay, Coin is going to have Texas as heads, Oklahoma State as tails. And the coin likes Oklahoma State. Yeah, they are neighbors. <laughs> it's true, like they are. Kissing cousins, kissing cousins, or something like that. Yeah, butt fucking cousins. It's not really the same. Yeah, yeah. okay. In the last game, we're going to go East Coast style. NC State at Syracuse. Uh, no one before I just said that knew either team played football, right. but they do. And NC State is a one point dog. Take NC State Wolfpack. They eat the orange men up. <laughs> All right, is that your lock of the week? That's my lock of the week. Lock of the week. <laughs> All right, lock it in. Lock it in. Yeah, how did you come across that game, if you don't mind me asking? What what made you say, I, got, I like the action here? I've watched Syracuse several times this year. Um, I've just watched the lines on them. Yeah. And, and, seen, and Syracuse seems to not ever cover. Dog shit football. They're not a real good football team, and NC State always seems to be in it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm just i going to take a flyer on this one that NC, NC State can cover that one point there and beat Syracuse outright, actually. It's fucking Syracuse. They don't play good football. Well, well, and NC State's coming off a game where they had to fucking play Clemson, so Syracuse is going to yeah. seem like the uh, practice squad compared to that. Yeah. 
Connecticut, Syracuse, Connecticut, all those, uh, I have pretty good success betting against those over the years. So I'm going to stick with that trend. Fuck the East Coast. Fuck the Eastern Seaboard. That's right. All right. The uh, coin has Syracuse's heads and NC State as tails. Coin like Syracuse. I only agree once this week. He's getting a little smarter, but it's still a fucking quarter with the prairie dog on it. You know, rape and things, so <laughs> can't give it a whole lot of credit. Pocket change trash dog. All right. Uh, lock down those bets with Caleb and go to mybookie.com. M-I-Z-25 is the promo code. Start your account there and get your money doubled plus an additional 25%. And, of course, Caleb's picks are going to make you rich. Absolutely. Last week I went three and two, so somebody out there that listened to me made some money. Yeah, you know, I've got to tabulate your uh, your record. It's the middle of the season. We're going to see how you're doing, especially against that coin, because this is a point in the season, I think eight or nine weeks in, where you can tell the real bettors versus the uh, jackasses who are, are starting to lose their money. Yeah, that coin is a fucking idiot, though. I mean, I don't know if people realize it. It's it's just not it's not a good not a good bet to go with the coin. All right, Caleb, thanks again this week. We'll see you on uh, Saturday, I guess. Yeah, thanks, Brennan. We'll see you then, buddy. All right, this has been Caleb the Green Pick of the Week. Well, you know why I'm easy and poor is for whiskey. Rest me and put me to sleep. Well, Kentucky, Kentucky, you make it so easy. Kentucky, you're killing me. On the line with us now, all the way down in Lexington, Kentucky, Colonel Harlan Sanders. Colonel, it's good to talk to you again. I say, I say, hello, boys. It's good to hear from you. Washington. Yeah, are you excited about your Wildcats this year? They are pouring it on. They're number 12 team in the country. Boys, I'm going to tell you what. It is one thing that the Colonel loves. It's Kentucky football. And we know that's good. They're almost as good as the Colonel's delicious chicken. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, you're in the chicken business. That's right. I forgot about that. Well, why are you calling me, boys? I mean, I know I love Kentucky, but Kentucky fried chicken is what the Colonel's known for. He's also known for some very depraved sexual peccadilloes in certain circles. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, you've really shoehorned that in in past interviews, even though I haven't asked you about it at all. Oh, I apologize. Please, please go on. <laughs> well, uh, Benny Snell is one of the best running backs in the country, and he has powered this Kentucky offense. Do you think Mizzou can uh, slow Benny Snell down this year? Well, my boss, I don't see how. I mean, Benny Snell is, is fueled by the Colonel's chicken, biscuit, and potatoes and gravy. I think that Benny's would slow a man down. Customers, and he... We'll run through the Missouri defense like the Colonel's KFC runs through your bowels. Oh, God, that's not appetizing at all. No, he will repaint the bathroom that is Missouri football uh, defense. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a heck of a running back, uh, despite your uh, digestive references. And uh, the thing that I think maybe I'm more worried about than Benny Snell is that Kentucky defense. They have been strong this year. They've kept them in football games. You know, the only game they've lost was in overtime to Texas A&M, and Mizzou has been susceptible to strong defenses this year. So I'm, I'm a little concerned. Oh, you are speaking my language. <laughs> yeah? I mean, that Kentucky defense is... A top shelf. It's as top shelf as the Colonel's KFC popcorn chicken. Have you had the popcorn chicken, son? If you want a bite-sized piece of deliciousness, you just come on down to your local KFC. 
Well, this isn't an advertisement, Colonel. I just wanted to talk about uh, Kentucky football. But, uh, yeah, the defense. Well, I know some, but I feel like we've, we've developed a rapport, a rapport, you see, because yeah. we've, we've talked several times now, and I thought maybe a little popcorn chicken. Then we head out to my favorite brothel and make love to some beautiful Nubian prostitutes. Well, well, uh, I mean, is that how you've been celebrating wins there at uh, Kentucky? There's been a lot of wins. I mostly prostitutes, sometimes cocaine, but, and chicken, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a hell of a night. <laughs> well, I'll tell you again, uh, uh, Hugh Freeze certainly thinks it's a good time. He won't stop calling. You're still uh, still hanging out with old Coach Hugh Freeze, are you? I don't get to see the man you know, as much as I used to. He don't get to travel to Kentucky no more because he, you know, got shit canned for being a depraved hypocrite. But... I still get to talk to him once in a while. He's always up for, up for a good time, and he knows the colonel is always up to, oh, what's the term I'm looking for? I drop bombs on a whore's ass. <laughs> yes, yes, that uh, you do do sound like you have very similar interests um, in almost every capacity, football and otherwise. I have to ask you this, Colonel. Kentucky's 6-1. and one. It is a very real possibility that they could go to their first-ever SEC championship. Should they do that, should they beat the likely opponent in Alabama, Kentucky could be the SEC champion this year. SEC what? champion? So, I, mean, that's a, I don't know about all that. I mean, there's a, there's a place called Alabama still, still down here in the south. But uh, I will say this. They could be East champions. And if, and if they get to go to Atlanta, this is the Colonel's personal personal guarantee that I am going to fuck every prostitute in the city of Atlanta in celebration of the of the Wildcats trip. Well, that's a big city, Colonel, and I know you're a uh, a man of many passions. I'm a man of my word, <laughs> and I'm filled by chicken. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's true, and you mentioned you love dark meat chicken. Yes, I do, sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, are you going to be able to make the trip up to Columbia, Missouri for this football game? Well, I, I, I don't know yet. I, I don't rightly know. I I've put out some feelers, but apparently all you boys have up there in Yankee country is a Asian massage parlor. And what? I'm not sure how much I can get the job done, if you know what I mean, up there in Yankee country. Well, I think you maybe just need to look a little harder because uh, from from what I hear, uh, a fellow who's got enough uh, drive can find what he's looking for, even here in Columbia, Missouri. Well, somebody told me there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, say, I'll say a fellow named Caleb the Greek who might know where I could get to, uh, my proverbial rocks off. Yeah, I think that's the exact place you want to start is Caleb the Greek. That guy, first of all, he knows everybody. Caleb the Greek knows everybody. And when I say everybody, I'm not just talking about the good church going folk. I'm talking about, uh, the people who your parents told you not to hang out with, if you get my dress. How does it feel about fried chicken? <laughs> Caleb? I've never seen anybody yeah. attack yeah. fried chicken faster or harder than Caleb the Greek. You should ask his oh, cardiologist. Oh, I, think, I think this might be kismet. I match me uh, yeah, I say in heaven, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, maybe I'll head on up there to Columbia. I wouldn't. Heaven doesn't really seem like the appropriate adage here. Boy, you don't know what heaven is till you've seen uh, the sweat glistening on the horse ass. Well, I'm going to take your word for it, Colonel, and I'm going to wrap it up here, I think. It's been great talking to you, as it is every year. Uh, I, I say, yes, sir, go, 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 go Wildcat. Yes, sir. It's good talking to you, Colonel. Keep selling that chicken. We'll see you next year, boys. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hey, you two coming? You go ahead, honey. I want to talk to these folks a little bit longer. Now, I said Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's only one way to cook Colonel Sanders' Kentucky Fried Chicken, and that's my way. We always use plump, young broilers, always fresh, never frozen chicken. It's cut in pieces, and each piece is dipped in milk and egg wash, then into seasoned flour, in which we have the 11 different spices and herbs for flavor. One more thing, folks. 
It's the only way that you're going to get chicken that is finger-licking good. And I'd be mighty proud to have you try Colonel Sanders' Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mighty proud. Excuse me a moment, will you please? Hey, look at there. Didn't I tell you it was finger-licking good? <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. If you want Kentucky Fried Chicken, you have to visit me. Okay, everybody, here's what's about to happen. I'm about to call a witch that uh, I found on the internet at hireawitch.com, which, if you ask me, there's no more reliable source for uh, dark magic and insight into otherworldly powers than than a witch you find on an online Google search. So uh, we want to cure this spell that's hung over Mizzou Sports' head for so long. So uh, bear with me. We're about to dial up a real live witch to break the Mizzou curse. Thank you for calling hireawitch.com where your greatest Doesn't desires like are made reality. We are currently serving other clients and are not available to take your call at the moment. Spooky. Please leave a message after the tone and one of our consultants will get back to you shortly. You can also reach us via email at info at hireawitch.com. Thank you for calling, and we look forward to serving you. Hi, uh, this is Brendan. I had an appointment for uh, for this time to uh, talk to Laganisha about a curse removal spell. So if you could call me back, that would be great. Thank you. Oh, great. It looks like, uh, it looks like my witch is calling back. Hello, this is Brendan. Hi, Brendan. This is Laganesha. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. I was taking a call. Sorry for a couple of, a couple of minutes late. No problem. I imagine it's a it's a busy time of year in the witching business. <laughs> Indeed. I I guess before we get started, can I ask you like what your credentials are? I mean, I just want to be practical and scientific about this, and I want to make sure I'm dealing with a legitimate online witch-for-hire curse-breaking business, you know, not some sort of a scheme or scam. I'm sure that's not you, but I just wanted to be sure. So I guess I'm wondering, how did you become a witch? Well, it runs in the blood and the family. I born uh, gifted and... I'm sorry, what was that? I born gifted oh, you're, a psychic. Okay, you were born gifted. I, I see. And how did you start the business? People are in need sure. of help. And that's what I do. Okay. Well, should I just tell you what I'm interested in? Is that how this works? Yes. Okay. So this may sound a little strange, but hey, you're a witch. So, I mean, I guess you're probably used to to strange things anyway. But this is real. And I can send you links to verify that this is a a real curse. But I'm I'm a sports fan. And I don't know if you can help me with this or not. But I root for the, uh, the University of Missouri Tigers. And their program is cursed. And I'll tell you a little bit why. There is widely held belief, and it's even written about in the local newspapers, that the north end zone of their football field is cursed. There have been a number of things, strange things that happen that always hurt the Tigers in that north end zone, including a play where the uh, their opponent was able to get a fifth attempt at a touchdown where that's normally outside of the bounds of the rules, and it ended up 
costing Mizzou the game and the other team won a national championship. There's another incident where something similar happened where a player accidentally kicked the ball in the air and they got the ball back and won the game. Things like that happen all the time in that north end zone. And then the other thing that most recently that's happened that caused me to call you and want to do something about it and employ your services to remove the curse was that one year ago, we had a star basketball player on our basketball team. And two minutes into his first game, with the Missouri Tigers, he injured his back and had to have surgery and missed the entire season and was never able to play with the Tigers. So then fast forward one year now to this very moment, his brother's on the team. His brother's also very good. And the season is about to start, like in a week. And in a practice, in just a random practice, he tore his MCL and ACL, and he's going to be out for the season before the season even got started. And it happened last year, and it happened this year. And I'm just convinced that there's a curse on this team, on my school, and I don't know if that's something that you can do something about or not, but that's what I'm interested in. Okay. And so what is curse is? The sports program and a part of the field. The field. Is that is yes? And it looks like it's yeah. So the football field, one side of the football field is cursed, and bad things always happen on that side of the field. People have even suggested that perhaps that field was built on an Indian burial ground. I don't know if that's true, but that people talk about it in um in Missouri where the field is. Are you still there? Yes, I'm trying to tune in. Oh, you're like. Doing your thing right now. I'm sorry. I'm trying to see when it was cursing. If it is actually in fact a curse. Can I tell you the first incident that happened? Would that help? Yes. It was 1990. We played the Colorado Buffaloes, and that's when the first incident happened that was bad. That was the worst incident, I guess, and uh, there's been bad things that have happened ever since then, but it started in 1990. In 1990, what happened in, in, in detail? Okay, so I don't know how much you know about football before I get started. Do you know anything about American football? Yes, I know. Okay. Yes. So the Colorado Buffaloes were the number they they ended up winning the national championship that year, but but when they played Missouri, uh you know, there's four downs they have to get a touchdown. And Missouri was on defense and they were trying to stop Colorado from scoring a touchdown at the end of the game. And after the fourth down, normally the officials they'll say that the, they didn't get it and it becomes Missouri's ball. But for some reason, all every single official on the field missed that it was fourth down. They let them have a fifth down. It has never happened in any sport ever before or after. And Colorado got a fifth try to score a touchdown because the ref- officials all missed it. And then uh, on the fifth try, they were able to get into the t- end zone and score a touchdown and beat Missouri on in a fluke thing that was illegal, should have never happened. But some weird reason, some sort of hocus-pocus, strange thing occurred, and not a single official. There's like seven or eight officials on the field. None of them knew that it was a fifth down. And Missouri was beaten that day. And Colorado went on to win an entire national championship. I suspect that Colorado had done some sort of, I mean, honestly, some dark magic because their coach was known to, well, suspected to meddle in dark arts. He was a promise keeper. Definitely a history here. Um, 
Let me take a few things. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you need to. Okay. I am getting that I shouldn't work on these things, and I don't take all the cases. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a strong sign that I shouldn't be involved in this particular case. Can you tell me why? I'm just getting that from my spirit guidance. They are refusing to take this case, and I have to listen to my spiritual is there someone, guidance. Mm-hmm. Is there someone else who might be able to? No, because once uh, my spirit denied a case, that's it. We wouldn't take any more cases, you know, or no one else takes them. Hmm. So does that mean the spirits don't like my my team? Or what does that mean? No. And I'm getting just not to... They're not, they're not telling me that they don't like the team or anything like that. They're just telling me not to take the case. Unfortunately, I wish I can help you, but I can't because my experience are refusing to. So I cannot answer like any question um, because I'm not going to disobey my uh, spiritual advisor. Okay. I have to obey. Okay. Um, yes. Can you? What I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to refund you the $20 for your presentation and hopefully you can find someone that can help you with. Can you refer me to someone by any chance? No, I don't. But there is many on the website. Um, you know, you can Google online and find other uh, people that will be able to. Unfortunately, my spirits are refusing to work. Mm. Um, Lazy yeah. spirits. Okay, so you say just go online and find somebody else whose spirits might be more cooperative towards this case. Yes, because I'm, what I'm getting is not to, not to take the case. We don't take all the cases. Mm-hmm. Once my spirits say no, I don't ask more questions, I don't follow through, I don't even go through the whole consultation because they, there is no need. What if I um, was able, what, what if I paid more money? No, it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. We don't care about the money. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I doubled the money, like instead of 200 it was 400 No, no, like I said, it's not about the money. Oh. It's about, it's not, it's about my spirits. I have to obey my spirits. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's not about the money. It's about helping and, and doing what needs to be done. But in this case, I cannot help you. Okay. I appreciate that. But do you think the spirits would change their mind if, say, I paid $1,000? No, because it's not about the money. Oh, okay. I just didn't know if that would get them to reconsider or not, you know? No, no. Okay. It's not about the money. Okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to respond you the $20, and thank you for... The opportunity, you know, to at least talk um, to you, and um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, you can find someone that can help you with with a case. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate you uh, talking to the spirits and trying to help me, and I hope you have a a happy Halloween. I will. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. I tell you, she couldn't do anything more to prove that she's legit than to not take this case from me. Well, I guess Mizzou's still fucked. Kentucky woman, she shine with her own kind of light she look at you once in a day that's all wrong, looks all right And I love her, God knows I love her Kentucky woman, she get to know you She got to own you, Kentucky woman 
Well, there you go, Colin. Uh, Curtis Birch thinks Kentucky's going to beat us. The witch yep. will not take our case. We. Uh, <laughs> I, I find that hard to believe. I, you know, I feel like a, a crook would want money. You know what? The most legitimate thing she's done is uh, say, I don't think so. Not, not for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, nothing made me feel like she actually did have powers more than saying no thank you. <laughs> than to admit she didn't have enough to help do. <laughs> I paid $20 for that consultation visit. She gave me my 20 back. That's how much she didn't want to fuck with the Mizzou Tigers curse. Wow. That says something. Yeah. If you can't trust a witch named Laganisha from an online Google search doing witch for hire business, removing curses, who can you trust? I don't know. It's, it's a, a topsy-turvy world out there. <laughs> and, of course, the colonel was fantastic as always. Yeah, he's uh, he's the colonel. That's why we have him on. I mean, we had him on the first year. Didn't yeah. know what to expect. No, and not he at delivered, all. and we've had him on every year we've played Kentucky since. I'll tell you, even though they're going to be opponents on the football field this week, you know who I think would really get along well with each other? Yeah. That's Barry Odom and the Colonel Sanders. Oh boy, that would be that'd be a night on the town. I'd I'd want to third wheel it. Yeah, can you, you know imagine I mean? them cutting it up? <laughs> yep, taking it out and chopping it up. The Colonel <laughs> and Coach Odom. <laughs> They're peas in a pod. Yep. Well, all right. Are you ready for uh, Are you ready for this Wildcats game? You still as confident as you were when we started the show? I am. I am confident that uh, that guy you talked to didn't didn't sway me at all. All right. Well, good. I think he's drinking the he's drinking the blue Kool Aid. I hope so. I hope you're right. I think it's blue toilet water. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the blue Kool-Aid actually isn't much different than blue toilet water. No, not really. Do you remember that stuff, blue Kool-Aid? It was the worst. Yeah, it really was. It was blueberry, I think. Yeah. It really, it was just sugar. <laughs> and battery acid or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Colin, let's wrap this thing up. We're going to get together Saturday, 3 p.m. start time. And uh, I guess the gang will get back together again since we didn't last week and put together one hell of a podcast. Oh, also, we should mention live show coming up November 8th at ITAP in Columbia. Yep, we're going to do that. It's going to be a thing that happens. Yep, we're going to be there. You can hang out with your heroes. Mm-hmm. And I'm uncomfortable to term hero, but ultimately that's what we are. Right. And uh, they get to they'll, they'll get to you know glad hand with us. Yeah, and and I'm like, like I'm like you. I don't like to throw around the word hero just willy nilly, but I mean mm-hmm. in this case heroes is appropriate, you know. And so if you uh, if you need more information on the event, it's November eighth, six p.m. ITAP Columbia. We have an Eventbrite place where you can book your zero dollars free ticket to arrive at the show. Uh, you can go on to our or you can just show up. Or you can just show up. But we would like to get some sense of how many people are going to be there. So it would be nice if you would just uh, go on Eventbrite or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or anywhere else where we're going to be pumping the shit out of this. And uh, let us know you're going to come. Or, as Colin suggested, just fucking show up. All right, Colin. I think that'll do it for business. I'm excited. I'm jacked. I think we can do this thing. Go Tigers. M-I-Z. you. Drop bombs at a whore's ass. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. <laughs> 